This is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and I'm coming to you with another episode in Diabetes and Survival. And to take today's topic, I would just say that I just wanted to speak randomly, and I'm a diabetic, so I can do that, right? We don't always need to learn about diabetes and everything, all the complications and what the tools that we need, etc., etc. I'll go over that later. Um, and I've probably covered quite a few topics in previous podcasts that you can actually view. I would encourage you to listen to some of those topics that actually interest you. And then go ahead and join my Diabetes and Exercise or Diabetes Aware on Facebook. And go ahead and participate. What I'm trying to create is a community of diabetics who are helping each other out, just like I'm trying to get information out there. I'm sure you have valuable information to get out there as well. Now, I do need to be clear, this is not a time to promote your product or the fact that you're an amazing dietitian and you're taking on clients. Obviously, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to promote my page so that you can sell your product. After creating my pages and being on Facebook for 10 years with my uh, web pages, I've just decided that was not a good idea. I've seen plenty of that going on uh, with Facebook. And right now, a diabetic, they really need community support. And they need to know how to use their meter. They need to know about their foods, testing, etc. So if you want to feel free to share your experiences on Diabetes Aware and Diabetes and Exercise, that would be much appreciated. But I was thinking about different topics that I can actually talk about on this podcast. And I think the best thing for me to do on my podcast is just to talk about my day. Or in this case, I'll talk about yesterday, which was Friday or Black Friday. Lots of retailers, lots of people shopping, lots of people getting some great deals out there. I've seen lots of great deals. I was avoiding Walmart like the plague because I did Black Friday on a Walmart a couple years ago. And I learned my lesson. This was in Twin Falls. I was in the Walmart. And it was literally gridlock. This is a town of about 50,000 people. And I think all 50,000 people were actually crammed into that Walmart trying to get good deals. And there were some great deals too. I think I ended up getting a speaker set that I ended up selling eventually later for the same amount that I paid for it. But um, yeah, there were some great deals in there. So I wasn't planning on shopping for Black Friday because I don't really have anybody to shop for. I mean, I'm not going to get anything, so why am I going to give out stuff? You know, it makes sense. Um, The people that I do share gifts with, it's more of an intimate experience where, um, you know, I might be gifting one or two people. I'm not gifting, you know, multitudes of relatives just simply because that's not the type of, of sharing that we actually do. But that's besides the point. So I started out my day early yesterday, and uh, like I do on, on multiple occasions. And uh, it's just because I work late at night, and so I sleep a little bit differently than most people will. I mean, I do sleep at night, but it's only for like maybe four hours, and then I sleep midday, and then I go straight to work. So it's 
helpful to me. It also gives me some extra hours to do other things. But yesterday was just, did not start out all that great. Let me just put it that way. So I'm not quite sure what time it was, five or six o'clock in the morning. I went to the local convenience store to pick up my coffee like I normally do. Um, There's this place called Common Sense. They have the best grind coffee ever there. They grind it right there. You get a fresh cup of coffee. And if you bring in a refill, it's only like 94 cents. So, you know, that's a place where I'm going to get my coffee every morning. That costs me about a little under $30 a month just to shop there for coffee. And coffee is a big part of my budget, especially in the wintertime where I may have three cups in a day. I try not to, but there's a good chance I'm going to drink a lot of coffee when it's 20 below zero. So, or, you know, 20 degrees. It's still below zero. It's still below freezing. (laughs) So I'm going to drink my coffee, in other words. And I don't add anything to my coffee except for like maybe a little bit of half and half. That's it. And I still have to research that. I kind of don't want to because the way that I am typically as a diabetic, if I find out something is raising my blood sugar numbers, I quit it. And I'm going to have a very hard time drinking bland coffee because I know bland coffee is good. Um, a little bit of half and half is not something they recommend, but that's something that I put in my drink. I don't use sweeteners. I don't use sugar because I don't want to. And I like coffee the way that it tastes originally, but I like it with a little bit of milk because it kind of takes away the bitterness, you know, just on some old brands. Uh, when it's fresh, though, it has more of a, a, a chocolate consistency, I think. That's how I best describe it. Anyways, the staff that work at the convenience store, Common Sense, incredibly nice people, just as they are at some other convenience stores that I go to, like the Walmart convenience store in Maverick. The rest of them, the really small places, are kind of weird, so I don't go in there anymore because they just don't seem to like their customers. Uh, you know, talking about like Exxon and um, Phillips 66, I think. Anyways, they're employees at those locations seem to like to chase off their customers, whereas these other places that are going to have customers regardless are just amazing. So, um, anyways, to make it short, well, no, I'm not going to make it short. I'm going to make this one longy too, but anyway, so I went in there to get my coffee, really had to use the restroom. They have one restroom. It's a unisex restroom. I hate unisex restrooms for a multitude of reasons. And this mor- the, that morning was no exception. I went in there and the restroom was trashed. Well, you know, the guy was busy. I mean, the guy who works behind the counter, he's the only person that works at night that I'm aware of. And he has to do everything in the store. So I can understand sometimes a restroom gets neglected. I can understand that. But, you know, it is COVID-19. And I wouldn't expect a dirty restroom anyways, even if it wasn't COVID-19. Anyways, I went in there and it was trashed. So I asked the guy. I knew, knew he was busy. I'm like, look, you know... Um, if I could get the cleaners, I'd be more than happy to uh, clean up what I think is dirty so that I can use it, you know. I'm not beyond helping. I'm not helpless. I don't want somebody cleaning up after me. Um, and if I can do a good deed, then that'll be my good deed for the day. I cleaned up the convenience store bathroom. But he would not see to it. So I decided, you know, while he was in there cleaning the restroom, which I would have done, mind you, I had no problems doing that. I am a humble person. But um, I decided if he was going to be nice enough to do that, which he really was, amazing guy, 
that I would just make sure to watch the front, make sure nothing fishy happens because uh, being a former shift manager, uh, you can't really leave your store unattended, which is probably one of the reasons why the bathroom wasn't clean because he was doing his job. He was watching the store, making sure nothing gets stolen. And especially people coming in and out of there, even that early in the morning, things happen. So he spent some time in there to clean it out. And I, I had to I had to go really bad. Um, but I figured while he was cleaning, I'd, I'd kind of, you know, walk over and get my coffee while keeping it on inside of the store. And obviously he trusted me because at the time I was the only one in the store. But then after he went into the restroom, um, you know, there were customers that, that were actually coming in. And, I, and, you know, I'd tell them, well, he'll be right back. He's just cleaning the restroom. Well, I guess this one guy overheard it. And decided he was going to jet to the restroom. And of course I'm here thinking, okay, well, you know, he's going to do his thing, but he'll be gone eventually, right? So the guy darts in immediately after the guy cleans the restroom. Well, I didn't make a big fuss about it. I just paid for my coffee. And uh, I went by the bathrooms and waited patiently for this guy to actually get out of the restroom so that I can use it. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm holding my water here, mind you. When I The thing is with me is when I have to pee, I have to pee. So... And using a unisex bathroom is not necessarily ideal for me. It's probably my last resort at this point if I use a unisex bathroom. And I certainly am not going to use the men's room because I'm not a man. And I don't want to pop out of there and embarrass myself. And this particular store, as I said, was a unisex bathroom. So, I'm waiting there patiently. I'm looking around the room. This guy who went into the restroom... After about five minutes, he was still in there. I'm here thinking, this guy is taking forever in the bathroom. This is five minutes, mind you, five. And just so you know, like when you have to wait, you know that time is accelerated. Five minutes feels like 15 minutes on occasion. Well, there was nothing that I could hear going on in the bathroom. There was no water running. There was no toilets flushing, nothing. So I decided to jiggle the handle. So I just jiggled a little bit. Just to let him know somebody's out there waiting to use a restroom. That's usually what happens, right? So, like, when I use a public restroom, I'm, like, in and out of there. I don't waste time. And the reason being is uh, because I know that there's somebody else that may need to use a restroom. So I'm going to be in and out of there and not take up any time. I'm not trying to rent the place. So, you know, whatever. Just in and out. That is my habit 99% of the time. Not going to waste time there. But here's the thing. I'm watching the clock, which I shouldn't do, especially when I have to pee, but 10 minutes had passed. So I'm thinking, okay, nice, polite knock on the door would probably work, and maybe he'll get the hint and, you know, flush or whatever and, and leave. But unfortunately, when I knocked on the door and said, excuse me, sir, I really have to pee, he says something very rude on the other end of the, the side of the, the restroom. And I'm here thinking, okay, that's not cool. Oh my gosh, he's been sitting on that toilet forever. Do I really want to use this toilet? Maybe I should go somewhere else because, you know, if he, he did a number two, it's going to stink to high heaven in there. I don't think I want to actually use it after him. But, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the nearest restroom to that location and the only one that's open that early in the morning is about two miles away. So I'm here thinking, 
I'm going to have an accident if I actually go to another location because I had to go that bad. And when you have to go that bad, you kind of say things that you don't necessarily want to say to people, especially people you don't know because it can get you shot type deal. But okay, so here goes my story. After 15 minutes, I'm like at this point know that this guy's not using the restroom for any good like he's not there to use the restroom to use the restroom he's there for other purposes and the reason why I say that is because I did used to be a shift manager of 7-eleven and this was years ago this is something that I was actually worried about with my manager was the fact that if somebody's spending too much time in the restroom you don't hear things flushing there's a good chance they're doing drugs in the restroom so automatically my mind went to that like 10 minutes ago anyways like okay this guy's doing drugs in the restroom because this guy's there's no there's no way he could be washing his hands I don't hear the water running and those doors are pretty flimsy so you can actually hear through them they got this big gap at the bottom too I don't know what that guy's doing I don't hear any like talking on the cell phone I don't hear any toast flushing I don't hear any sounds like um you know like paper towels being drawn down or anything like there was like literally no sound that whole 15 minutes so I'm knocking on the door. I'm like, excuse me, sir, but I really have to use the restroom. I would really appreciate if you would finish up your business, get out of there so I can go. And of course he started screaming obscenities, blah, 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 blah. After about a minute, he finally left the restroom to see who was rudely pounding on the door, which was me, by the way. And I'm standing there. By this time, another customer was standing behind me who had to use the restroom too. And she was slightly amused by the fact that somebody would actually have the balls to actually go knock on the door and say, hey, look, you know, there's other people out here who need to use the restroom. So she was amused, and I could tell that the cashier was extremely embarrassed because, you know, he cleaned that bathroom up just to have me sitting out there for like 20 minutes. You know, 20 minutes is a long time, especially when you have to pee really bad. You know, you're trying not to wet yourself. So this guy's screaming obscenities at me when he's leaving. And, he, of course, he had to go do something in the convenience store area. Obviously, um, whatever he had to do in the bathroom, his drugs or whatever he had to do, uh, was more important than actually shopping in there. I did my shopping first because I knew he was in the restroom, right? So, whatever. It was this guy screaming obscenities towards, towards me as he's going to get his food or whatever. And I'm like, sir, do I have to call the cops? Because I will call the cops. And he turns around to me and he said, like, I am the cops. Well, I already know by the way he was screaming obscenities at me, spending a really long time in the bathroom, um, and uh, also running away from the situation to immediately go to his hot dogs or whatever he was getting. He was not a cop, because a cop would have never turned their back on me if they felt threatened, which obviously this guy did. He's a pop-off top, whatever. So... I looked at the demeanor of this guy. This guy was a skinhead. It was pretty evident. He had the boots and the pants, you know, for the Nazi skinhead type whatevers. The only thing he didn't have was a motorcycle, probably because it was freezing cold that morning. But this straight-up Nazi guy was misrepresenting himself as a police officer. I mean, how scummy can you get? So, of course, knowing how police officers are, the first thing I say is, Sir, there is no way, there is no way in heck that they would ever allow you, somebody like you, to become a police officer. So I went ahead and called him out on his BS. And then I added, I'm like, Sir, unless you're renting that room, 
that is a public area that you don't need to be spending 15 minutes of your time in. I said, and you can go ahead and do your drugs somewhere else, not in a public restroom, especially not a unisex restroom. I went there. I went ahead and said it. I called him out for his BS. I called him out for exactly what I knew he was doing. Now, mind you, I wasn't in there, so I couldn't see him doing his drugs, but just based off of observation and what I have been told as a shift manager, there's a good likely chance he was doing something. I don't know what he was doing, but he was doing something, especially with his attitude, because there was no apology, like, I am so sorry that I took so long, etc., etc., etc. And one of the things I also said is if you were actually using the restroom for what it was intended, how come the toilet never flushed and how come you never turned on the water, nor did I hear that paper towel dispenser moving? Because those are very apparent things. I don't need to be a private detective, which I have taken some classes, but I don't need to be one to know that, that when somebody goes in, so I told him, I'm like, hey, look, that's not cool. That's what I told him. I said, you know what? You need to get in and get out of there. You've been in there for 10 minutes. What are you doing? Are you working on the plumbing or, or what? And I felt like I had the right to say that because he was taking so long in there and he had just rudely started yelling a bunch of obscenities to me on the other side of the door, So, that which was uncalled for. So I let, literally gave it another five minutes. He was in there for 15 minutes. I kid you not. 15 minutes. I mean, I don't know what this guy was doing. I don't know if he accidentally flushed himself down the toilet or if maybe he pooped his pants or no idea. Didn't really care. Just need to use the restroom. I'm here thinking there for 15 minutes and you don't hear water running, toilet flushing or paper towels like clashing around or something. There's a good chance that something else insidious is being done in a restroom. It's just blatantly obvious. So this guy does not like me calling him out at all, right? So I already had my coffee anyways. I did what I needed to do in the restroom. So I was leaving. I, you know what? I had my say. You know, I called him out for being the liar that he was. The, the skinhead, skinhead punk who was not a cop. If he was a cop, he was a rent-a-cop. And if he was a rent-a-cop, he wasn't a very good one either. He was just a wannabe and there's plenty of wannabes out there, you know. You gotta let it go sometimes. So, normally something like this, I just let go. Obviously, it kind of fouled up my day. So, Black Friday was more than just a Black Friday. It was a bad day for me yesterday. That guy had totally spoiled my, my entire mood. And I don't know what it is with people who like to confront you. And you're confronting them with the truth. But they get angrier. So, I mean, it's kind of like the voting scheme that's going on with the whole Biden versus Trump thing. And you can see all these really angry Democrats yelling and screaming at Republicans. And, hey, well, no, I'm not dissing Democrats here totally. I mean, Republicans are screaming back, ah, right? Okay, their difference is, though, is that they're trying to protect the vote for future generations. So it's not just this campaign, this other campaign. It's just to let you know, okay? We can all get along here. Let's try to get along. Okay, so back to the little punk. So, and this little punk was an older guy too, so he really should know better. I mean, this guy must have been in his 50s, okay? So, um, obviously he thinks he's attractive when he looks in the mirror. I don't see it, but whatever. If you want to wear all black, that's fine. I, I wear black too, but I don't go around looking like a skinhead. There's no way. 
And I like to dress it up with a little color like burgundy or whatnot. But black's a good neutral color as long as you play that with other colors. Anyways, size the point. So yes, I did scream back at this guy. And yes, I would have called the cops if he would have even touched my car. I would have dialed 911 and claimed harassment on his part. But see, the thing is, is that I would have called the cops because he needs to fear for his safety at this point because he just riled me up to the point where I would not feel bad if I had a pipe and I split his head down the middle. I know, I went there, I said it, I said it. So for his own safety, I'd call the cops and he doesn't know that because that's what I'm thinking. I'm seeing red at this point and that's not good. That's not good at all. I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that, but see, I don't want to see red like that, but um, I can understand why some people get to that point. It's just that they go to the stream and actually commit those crimes. I wouldn't do that. Ooh. So anyways, he followed me out of the store, and I'm here thinking, okay, if he touches my car, I'm going to have to call 911. I figured my best option was just to get out of the situation. So I needed to leave anyways. My time was up there. Because, good grief, I wasted 15 minutes just waiting to use the restroom. And this punk kind of took over. So, you know, I kind of know when I need to leave. So I left, um, hoping that this weirdo crazed deranged maniac didn't follow me out or something and of course I continued on with the rest of my day now the rest of my day went nice and smooth everybody's nice and polite wherever I wherever I go or shop so I didn't have that bad day follow me it's just that the bad mood did and sometimes um, when people see you see make you see red when it comes out of the middle of nowhere like that it just kind of makes you question uh, society's viewpoint on things. It's like, you know, if people were just kind to one another, like for instance, if, if the roles were reversed, I would have only been in there for a minute or two in the restroom. And that's how, how long I was in there originally. I mean, it's almost too bad they don't have uh, signs in the restroom that you can't be in there longer than five minutes. Because I think you can do whatever you need to do in five minutes. And if you can't, well, then you need to do it at your own dwelling place because obviously a convenience stores is one of convenience people are in and out of there i mean they got stuff they got to do just get in get out and be done with it so after that little situation of course you know i still well, one i have to work on my mood now because i'm in a bad mood and uh the next one was is i just decided to go to the gym because i need to work off some steam obviously I was upset by it, and there's nothing better than a nice, relaxing jacuzzi massage. And uh, so I went to the gym, did my little jacuzzi number, and then I went swimming, did my 45-minute lap swims, and went back to the jacuzzi because it's a cold day, you know. And um, I was wiped out after that. My day was just cashed. Um, so I, I went to bed early. I was planning on only taking a nap, like maybe sleeping two or three hours, uh, because when I take my medication, it really does. I mean, it makes me sleepy. I, I got, I got to sleep. Usually, though, I can take a cat nap and then I'm good for the rest of the day, and then I can go to work. Only this time, I, because I wanted to start early on my runs, and I just could not get out of bed. So I slept longer than I normally would have. 
But when I did wake up, I woke up refreshed, renewed, totally forgot about the incident that morning up until I had to get my coffee again this morning. And it just triggered me again. Went in and got my coffee. I was super polite to, to the cashier. The cashier, I think he was feeling a little bit guilty about what happened the day before. And he went ahead and, and comped me my breakfast, which is kind of cool. And um, so I started my routine and but I started thinking about that restroom like I didn't use the restroom this time I'm just like you know I'm not using the restroom because somebody's messing with me obviously at this point they know that when I have to pee I have to pee I have to pee and so they're gonna like throw some monkey wrenches in there this isn't the first time at that location by the way where I've had to deal with employee like for instance employees who are sleeping in the restroom or they're doing drugs or something in that restroom that place is just bad news. I don't know what's going on there, but I know there's something going on. So I just try to use the restroom other places and just get my coffee there now. Um, it seems to be any other business to use the restroom is better than that business. No offense to common sense, but they have a bathroom issue. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, so of course, when I get my free time, which... I didn't have too much free time yesterday after my sleep, but I try to do a little bit of research on diabetes just to see if I can find anything, any type of hot topic that needs to be talked about. I really didn't find anything. I mean, there's a lot going on with the elections, but even with elections, things can change on a day-to-day basis. So I, and you know, this is a diabetes channel, not necessarily politics and stuff, but um, there were some interesting things going on with the inconsistency of the voting system. And I, I find it really ironically weird that they're still calling the election for Biden, yet they're finding some serious, serious inconsistencies with this alleged perfect system that they claim is uh, fraud-free, which is apparently not fraud-free if they found dead voters, people voting, uh, uh, you know, that were alive 150 years ago that are now voting um, or double votes or uh, even the new one where they say that there were these um, mysterious downloads on these computers through uh, these systems that would download like 100,000 votes for Biden and like maybe 23 votes for Trump. So there's some serious fraud going on and all the fingers are pointing towards Biden, which is probably the reason why Biden didn't necessarily want to be any part of the uh, clean elections campaign. I'm not surprised. You know, people can say a lot of things in the past, but what they do during the elections speaks volumes, okay? That's what I'm going to say. And um, as a Democrat myself, I'm calling them out because um, we don't need fraud in our elections, and we certainly don't need fraud on the Democratic side. And for me to actually root for Trump is really unusual because I don't root for Republicans. But I am this time because it's pretty apparent that there were not clean elections this time around. So I'm going to talk a little bit about where I'm at today. I I live in Idaho Falls. It is extremely cold. It's December. No, sorry, it's not December yet. It's November 28th, almost December. It is really cold. If you're ever planning on moving to uh, this country, just know summers are great. 
Um, however, it's been getting really crowded during the summers. You know, like a lot of public places are just packed. Um, during the winter time, everybody who's anybody leaves. I'm still here for some reason, probably because my workplace has not afforded me to actually be able to move anywhere else at this point. It's extremely cold in the winter. It takes a really long time to get up and get going because you're frozen stiff, especially if you have like arthritis or, you know, you're just super susceptible to the cold. There's some snow on the ground. I mean, some kids could actually, I saw some kids actually uh, going down some hills on their little sleds yesterday. It was really cute. Uh, just really cold time for boots and jackets, lots of jackets and food drives and and coat drives here and it's just really a cute little community. So it's perfect for my line of work. Um, if I actually worked more hours, I'd probably get paid better. <laughs> so I'll have to work on that one. But again, I just didn't see any new or relevant topics on diabetes, and I wanted to actually say something about that crazy Nazi skinhead. I just think it's kind of funny that they're still in existence. I I mean, I can only imagine how long he spent in prison, (laughs) and who convinced him to be a skinhead, and, you know, all these kind of weird thoughts go through my mind when somebody's rude like that. It's like, okay, you know, not going into women's suffrage or anything, maybe a little bit. I'll go into a little bit. Those women have to put up with so much garbage from you men sometimes. And it's just like that man who had absolutely no consideration for who had to use the restroom. Now the convenience store clerk did. He did. He's a sweetheart. Um, and he was more than willing to, you know, clean the toilet and stuff of that nature. Um, a little bit about my past when I was a manager, and this was like 20 years, 20 plus years back. I'm not going to give you my age, but I would have to say it's 20 plus years. I was a very, uh, very young shift manager, okay? Uh, we did have a, one restroom that people used. It was unisex, but we actually did not allow the public to actually use the restroom there. And we had a good reason for that, and that's because um, at that time I lived in the Capitol Hill Hill area of Denver, Colorado, and that is just drug paraphernalia city is bad. And every day, well, we had tried it for a trial run on the restrooms, and it was mainly my manager to show me so I could observe the problems that we had with those restrooms and why they needed to keep them locked because we wanted to keep it open for people to use the restroom, but we couldn't trust anybody. We'd let a pregnant lady in there, and the next thing you know, we're cleaning up syringes. So we don't know who the drug addicts are and who aren't, so we have to lock the doors to it. So it's it's fortunate that there is an open restroom here. Um, It's unfortunate that there's still people you know, using drugs or they're going in the restroom and clogging up the traffic. It's, the, the restrooms were not designed for you to do your drugs. They were designed for you to do your business and get out. And if you need to go rent a room, go rent a room, but don't uh, take over a public facility like that. So it's almost like uh, it's being hijacked from the public by allowing them to be open because there's going to be somebody doing their, their funny shady business. The next thing you know, somebody's getting hurt some idiot left their syringe where it shouldn't be exposed and uh, then the company's getting sued. 
all kinds of crazy stuff happens. So, you know, this does happen, unfortunately. So back over to the gym. So I went and I did my little swimming technique and stuff. And it was kind of funny. There was another lady that was swimming in the pool. And uh, they didn't have, you know, the lanes. Uh, You know, like usually they have these floaties on the lanes. And they didn't have that up this time, which they should have because they were only doing lap swimming yesterday. And so this lady seemed really annoyed that there's somebody sharing her pool. (laughs) She doesn't own the place. She doesn't own the pool. And yes, there's allowed to be traffic in there. But she was annoyed because somebody else would be splashing. Well, when I swim, I don't splash. I mean, you might have little gentle waves, but there's no splashing that goes on there. Her, on the other hand, she was a sloppy swimmer. She's wearing, she's wearing an Olympic swimsuit. And I mean, she was, she was splashing around like a, like she was a dying fish or something. I mean, she was horrible. But she was wearing the cap and she was wearing the goggles and she's doing the, the old professional routine of an Olympic swimmer without, you know, without actually having any talent. I mean, because I can tell talent and then I can tell somebody who just wants to pretend that they're talented. So she had like the water bottle all set up and a, a special wipe towel and everything. I'm here thinking, okay, well, I, I don't know where she actually swims professionally, but she really sucks, you know. But hey, everybody has to start out somewhere and I guess you might as well just start with the gear if you want to be a professional, right? I mean, I'm not a professional swimmer. I just swim professionally. Big difference. So um, she's getting extra splashy at this point especially around me when, and I'm in my own lane, mind you, but what she's trying to do, and this is pretty, this, this is one tactic she has down pad, is the one she wants to swim by herself. She doesn't want anybody else in the same pool as her. And so what she'll do is she'll make sure to extra splash them as she's going by. It's, it's, a, it's a weird tactic that, that rude swimmers have towards one another. I know this tactic because, hey, I've been swimming since I was nine years old. Uh, well, before that. And uh, I've been lap swimming since I was nine. So I, I know this technique. It's, it's a very subtle way of trying to chase somebody out. By the more they splash, then they uh, actually uh, end up with the fluorinated water up their nose. And then they're going to get out of the pool right away. But what she doesn't know is I always sp- spend like an hour in the pool anyways, between 45 minutes. If I get out 45 minutes, that's an early day for me. So, because I'm usually in the pool. After about an hour, though, my whole body starts to chill to the temperature of the water, and that's not good. i got to get out and get in the hot tub and warm up a little bit. So, anyways, yeah, so she was doing her extra splashy splashes. As she was passing me, I realized what she was doing. So, I'm like, well, you know, she. I'm kind of laughing at this point to myself in, internally because she does not know splashes like I know splashes. And I have this massive kick on my legs that can actually splash anybody and just drown them, okay? I'm like one of those massive kickers. She does not want to mess with me. So, after she splashed me like three or four times, I'm like thinking, you know what? She hasn't even introduced herself. She hasn't said hi. Obviously, she's giving me the cold shoulder and I'm going to splash the heck out of her. Besides, I was in a bad mood from earlier with that whole freaking um, Nazi skinhead, like, sleeping in the bathroom or doing whatever he was doing in there. Drugs or whatnot. Anyway, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not necessarily in a good mood anyways uh, with people today, so I'm going to go ahead and do my kick splash routine, you know, my floaty on the back and splash the heck out of the person that passes routine. And sure enough, she was not expecting it when I started it, and the poor lady was drowning. 
I mean, temporarily, of course. She knows how to swim, obviously. And so she came up, she was choking. <laughs> you know, she didn't, like, accuse me of anything, but uh, she I noticed that her swimming, I mean, she caught on right away. She knew that. I knew what she was doing when it happened. And then all of a sudden, she was careful with the way she swam after that. And then I just went back to my regular routine because I wasn't, I wasn't splashing around, you know, trying to be a fool. But obviously, if one person is going to do it, well, I'm going to show them how to really do it. It's not that... I, I mean, I, I know how to do it, so don't get me started type deal. Like, you know what? I'm the best of the best of splashers. Don't get me started on that. And then she knew I won. So, you know, and then it was time for her to get out because she looks like she does about an hour and she's waterlogged and she's ready to go too. So, and of course, she was done before I was, 15 minutes before I was. And then she decided to talk to me as, you know, typical bullies do because... You know, you got one on on them, and they're congratulating you for having the better splash type deal without really saying it. And so she started talking, and she's actually quite pleasant. But, you know, I still know she's a bully, so if I would have done to her what I did, um, she probably would have continued it, and I would have considered her the bully. <laughs> I hate to pull that out of my hat, but it's one of the, one of the techniques that I know very well. And um, throughout history, I've noticed... Okay, so maybe we'll make this into a, a bully speech here. One of the things is, is about bullies. And what I've found is you have to confront them. So if you don't get anything out of this, get this one. The reason why you have to confront bullies is because they're going to continue to pick on you until, until you put them in their place. And it's not the right thing to do by any means. But as soon as you put them in their place, then all of a sudden they're pleasant to you. And I've just known this throughout history. Like, I've been beat up before by bullies. And until I actually stood up to them and beat them up even harder, they would continue to pick on me until I did. It does not mean that that's how society should be by any means. Okay? I'm just saying that there's some people, their brains are a bit twisted, and that's how you need to confront them. And then sometimes that doesn't even work. You can call the cops, like what I did with the skinhead. Because if the skinhead would have just came out and said, I'm really sorry, I, I was just sick, and I needed 10 minutes to myself, I would have been like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I just really had to pee. And then you know what? Walked away, shook, hand, shook hands, walked away, whatever. So I'm all about peace. I'm like 100% for peace. I'm not about bullying or making somebody feel bad about themselves or anything like that. So don't get me wrong on that. I, I want to help people. But th there are those people out there that just feel like they need to pick a fight. And that's what I'm against. You don't need to pick a fight. You don't need to start a fight. Just need to avoid it. And be part of the solution, not the problem. You know, of course, if you beat up a bully, it's kind of being part of the problem, not the solution. But it's a solution for that twisted individual who thinks they need to fight everybody. And be sorry for them. They feel like they have to pick fights with everybody. If they're picking a fight with you and you don't even want to fight, feel sorry for them. If you're a Christian, pray for them. They need some prayer. I mean, that's just not the right way to conduct yourself. In public, especially, because it just makes you look bad. And that's another thing, is I didn't like looking bad in front of the really nice, polite guy who actually cleaned the toilet seat for me. 
I must have looked like a horrible individual because I'm arguing with this guy and he was just silent he didn't say anything and um, I think I would have been the same way if I would have seen a confrontation between two people to use the restroom but okay so I'm the kind of person that said that would say something to the person that was in there for 15 minutes like sir you really can't spend 15 minutes in the bathroom doing nothing he could have said something like I didn't hear the toilet flush either so I don't know what you're doing in there but you need to take your shady business elsewhere okay one of those type of things but this really weird aggression is going on and is aggravating people who normally would not be um they wouldn't be picking fights with with people for no reason and I'm seeing that a lot. Unfortunately, I'm seeing that a lot with me because I'm out in the public a lot more than what I'm comfortable with being out in the public with because I don't like these confrontations. But even last month, I had a confrontation at a uh, post office where where I was actually next in line, but it looked like there was this one guy who was waiting there. I thought that he was actually first in front of me. And so when the cashier at the post office said, okay, next... You know, I didn't pay any mind to it, but I, I kind of nudged the guy in front of me because I felt that he was standing in line. And this lady behind me, she just she just immediately runs to the cashier. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This guy was first. She's, and they're like, oh, no, he's just waiting there for something else. Oh, I didn't know. I was actually the next person in line. And the lady just says, you snooze, you lose. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm right here. I, I was just being polite for the person in front of me. I thought that they were next. She's like, oh, well, I guess you get to wait. I mean, talk about rude. I mean, just because you're... If you're rude and you're in public, just just don't be in public. Just stay at home. Stay and sit and have Postmates or Uber Eats deliver your food or the, the supplies that you need or call Walmart to have them deliver. Just don't go out in public. If you're a rude person, just don't go out in public because you're going to get your head smashed one of these days. I'm just letting you know. Because if I was seeing red one day, and I'm thinking of smashing your head, now I would never do that, but if I'm thinking it, you know, the next crazy person you do that to is going to smash your head in, okay? So you are lucky and fortunate that I'm not the crazy person that is going to smash your head in one day. I mean, that's a serious assault on you. Somebody will go to jail for that because they're not thinking. So please, for your own safety, stay at home especially during COVID-19. You don't need to be out there causing a stink with people who are just trying to uh, be polite to others and get what they need. Because I'm wearing my mask and stuff when I'm out in public, like 99% of the time. If I don't have my mask, it's in my pocket. And I got two masks, I got one in my car, one in my pocket, just in case. So I try to do what I can, even though I don't think the masks are effective. Unless you have, like, one of those N95 masks. I don't think they're 100% effective. I think we're wasting our time, but whatever. But, yeah, if you're a rude, mean person, stay home. I don't want to meet you or see you or deal with you. Because I'm with the rest of the 99% that can actually get along with society. I'm nice. I'm polite. I get in. I get out. I don't need to be picked on. I don't need to be harassed. I don't need to be bullied. And I am—I will not even hesitate to call the cops and have you arrested. I will not even hesitate to press charges against you. Because I have nothing better to do with my time but to send you to jail. So don't even go there with me. 
Yes, I'm one of those nice and polite people that I go about my business. I don't harass people. I don't bully them. I don't stalk them. I don't follow them. I let other people be who they are, who they are themselves, and I just go about my business. I don't go around trying to pick fights with anybody. But I can guarantee you, if you try to pick a fight with me, I will have your butt sent to jail, and I will follow with, I will follow with assault charges or harassment charges or however you feel like bullying me. That will stop, and you will spend some time behind bars. I know police officers who would be more than happy to put you in jail. Okay, so anyways, just saying that to the bullies out there because I need to hear it. So with that being said, I, I guess I said everything I needed to say about bullies and harassment and not being able to use the restroom. Oh my, it's kind of like lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Um, just be kind to one another. If anything, go out of your way to help somebody. You know, if you see, if you see somebody who needs help with their groceries, help them out. If you see somebody trying to cross the street just to get to the grocery store, stop. Don't run them over. Don't pretend to run them over. Be kind to each other. If you're in a wheelchair, you know you got one of those power wheelchairs at Walmart or whatnot, just keep in mind that, that you know, you're in a powered vehicle and other people are not. Don't try to run people over. I've almost had my toes run over by somebody who wasn't paying attention. Please pay attention if you're in those things. They hurt. They run over your foot. I've actually had somebody run over my foot. So, you know, in the past. Just, ouch. Okay, you can break every bone in my foot. I would hope that you don't. Um, if you see somebody in sandals, don't step on their feet. I've had that happen too. It's not nice. If, if you're on a bus and you're more capable of standing up than the person that's coming onto the bus and they need to sit somewhere, give them your seat. You know, those little things matter. They add up. Oh, if you're in a grocery store and you see that the person behind you has one item and you have like a thousand, let them go ahead of you. There's probably a reason why they're only buying one item. It's because they're in a hurry or that's all they can afford anyways. Give them a little bit of credit there. It's, it's nice. If you're a cashier and your coffee is old and you know it, okay, and this person wants to drink that coffee and you know it's eight hours old, give them the coffee for free. It's just going to prevent them from actually coming back and getting a refund on your coffee anyways. Just just do it. Just be nice to them. Consider it. Consideration goes a long way. If you're a delivery driver and somebody changes the address, of course you got to call that in and stuff to your boss and everything, but if it's just across the street, just deliver it. You don't need to throw away the order. Um, let's see what else. Um, okay, here's another thing. If you're really well-versed on a topic, for instance, that you know can actually contribute and help the entire world, like let's say you're much better at the whole knowing about diabetes than I am, please, I would encourage you to start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, start a web page. Facebook is, has plenty of free web, web pages. Now, you might have to pay to promote it, but you don't actually have to ever do that. You could just have a website there and actually just refer people, your guests, to your website. It's kind of like I do. I mean, you can go to um, Diabetes Aware on Facebook or you can go to Diabetes and Exercise and go ahead and chat with me. I have no problem with that. Um, and put your link on my page just 
as long as you're not selling something i'm cool with that i i'm i'm there to better help better the world as a whole i, I just want to get my information out there to as many people as possible without promoting products if i was going to promote a product i'd have a web page exclusively for that where people could actually go um but I don't have any products to actually promote at this point in time. Um, and besides most products, kind of, unless they're like the, the, the mic, the meter, as um, my friend Dennis Polak would say. That's what he calls it, mic, the meter. I, I just call it the sugar meter. <laughs> um, unless you have an innovative product like that, I mean, a lot of that stuff's to be taken with a grain of salt. But... Um, if you have something to share with the world, um, of course, let me know what it is because maybe I can help you with getting a, a Facebook page or your own podcast or your own YouTube channel and go ahead and promote it. Or let's say you're a dietitian and you're very good at what you do, or you think you're very good at what you do. Let's get your name out there. Um, of course, I'm very big into self-promotion for the betterment of society in general, um, I'm not, okay, so I'm not a globalist by any means. I still believe in capitalism. I still believe in America. I believe that you can buy whatever land you want as long as you make enough money, which seems pretty elusive to the rest of us, but that's besides the point. Um, But you still can achieve the American dream or, you know, some people call it the American scream, uh, just depending on how you look at it. So... I don't support communism by any means. However, I do support diabetics. I am definitely for the betterment of society by helping people get an upper edge to uh, their health disorders. And the reason being is because there are people in third world countries that cannot afford even medication. And to me, that breaks my heart. So... If this channel is helping somebody in Africa or somebody in South America or somebody in someplace in Europe or Italy or uh, Ireland or New England, that's, or England, not New England, but England, I should say, um, or Australia or Austria, then that's what I want to do. I want to try to help better mankind in some form, fashion or another. You're going to hear something on one of my podcasts that are going to inspire you. And that's truly what um, I wanted to to emit into the universe is something that can better humanity for that purpose. So, no, I'm not talking about capitalism or anything. I'm, I'm talking about freely giving of the heart. I'm talking about doing something Mother Teresa told us to do. She's now Saint Teresa. But how much better... Excuse me. How much better would we be if we were like Mother Teresa? Now think about that for a minute. Think about the kind of life that she led. She led one of poverty for one. But two, she brought together a group of people to actually help out people who really needed it. People who were forgotten by society. So um, a little bit about Mother Teresa. If you don't know about what she did. But, uh, and of course she was called the mother of Calcutta, but she went from a very young age, like five or six years old, she knew she had to go somewhere and she was guided to go to India to actually help those people. There were people that were dying in the streets of all kinds of diseases and just old age and they were forgotten. 
They were ostracized by their families. I mean, come on, learn something from this. Don't ostracize your family members, okay? No matter how you may or may not like them, sometimes it's just a religious difference and you don't like them, and that's just not right, okay? They're still your family, okay? But anyways, she took these people on, and she gave them a little bit more dignity than what they had before, because before, they were all over the streets like stray dogs, and people would just walk over them. I mean, they wouldn't even give them the time of day. There was no consideration that they were even a human being with any dignity whatsoever. And she changed that for the Indian people. So they had what some mocked as the death houses, but actually they were humanity houses. Uh, I know that there's another word for them. I'm not quite sure what to call them. But, you know, they have these, these mats that they laid out to where they'd, they'd take in the, the homeless that were actually laying on the streets and then they'd put them in these places. I mean, they were already dying anyways. They didn't have the energy or anything of that nature. They actually sheltered them, fed them, took care of them the best that they could. They didn't have medications or anything from what I understand, but they at least gave them shelter from the elements. They at least gave them food. They at least made them comfortable. It's kind of like a, a hospice situation here in America. You take people in and you know you give them the dignity that they deserve before they die and that is absolutely a beautiful thing it's amazing but it's showing just the little things that we do can make such a huge impact on society in general it can better society and uh, that's why I'm kind of big on the Catholic churches as well just because of the Catholic theology the original one you know the traditional Catholic society is because you know they brought a, they brought us schools and they brought us um, uh, police officers and they brought us uh, government agencies etc. They really did a lot of benefit to society in general. But each one of us has something we can contribute. It's kind of like I contribute a little bit every day towards my my uh, diabetes aware page or my diabetes and exercise or a little bit to my podcast. Is I'm sharing a little bit of, about myself and the stuff that I've learned with you. And I hope that you can take that and you can utilize it. And that you too will do something extraordinary one day. And it only starts with one step. Even if the only thing you had to do is, like, let's say, fix bicycles. And you're really good at what you do. I hope that you'd be the very best. The very best repair person that you can ever possibly be. You take that one gift that you have and share that with the rest of the world you may know stuff that other people don't you'll constantly be learning new stuff no you're not a pro but as a quote in the catholic church i once heard and this was years ago before i even knew i was going to build a diabetes page uh what i was told is it's not it's not the um the experts that are necessarily chosen uh, by God. It's the people who are willing to be chosen by God. So by all means, if you're better than me, please show me. Okay. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and wrap that up. And of course, I always love to hear your comments on my pages. Love it. I've gotten a few responses already that were just so astoundingly beautiful that I had a very, just, I, I, was overwhelmed. I'm like, wow, this person knows so much about exercise. This is amazing. Um, so I'm really glad that he actually shared uh, the little bit of content or the little bit of information that he had. I mean, walking eight miles in a day, I can't even do six. So congratulations. I mean, I can do six, but I'm going to be sore for like two weeks. So um, 
with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And please be kind to each other. Please learn from my mistakes, too. I, I mean, you know, of course, I'm not perfect by any means. I try to be as humble as possible. Humble pie. I eat humble pie every day. So, um, love to hear from you. Diabetes Aware again. Uh, diabetes Exercise on Facebook. If you're not there, please go there. I do have a Twitter page as well. However, it's not necessarily, um, I can't remember my handle. So I, I'll have to get back to you on that. Um, but also you can email me at margaretrico2015 at gmail.com if you just want to tell me what's on your mind. And uh, of course, I believe I do have the messages here on my podcast as well. I haven't had any messages yet, but go ahead and drop me a message here if, if you're able to. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Margaret Copeland Franklin signing out and just be kind to one another. <laughs>